Hey, how you doing? So I did a test run with this before, and I just published it real quick. It just had me calling your name, and and I just published it on Spotify, so it works. So I think I think we got this figured out. So uh, let me go ahead and get started real quick. So hi everyone, my name is John Nubius, John Twenty Twenty Eight Apologetics, Lion and the Lamb Podcast, and today I'm starting season two, episode one. I haven't had a podcast in about three weeks. I have now been taking a course with Service Ministries to be a chaplain, and I was out of town. Excuse me, I was out of town at the Arnold. Uh, that's a bodybuilding event in um, Columbus, Ohio, and that's really what pushed me over the edge to bring up this topic, which I'm bringing today. We're gonna go over that in a second, and um, I've reached out to several brothers and atheists and agnostics who all. Um, who I know personally and people who I've met online, like Eli. Eli, go ahead and tell them real quick about yourself and about your uh, your ministry on um, Instagram. He's got over 5,000 followers, y'all. Check him out. He always has really good questions. Go ahead, Eli. Hey, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a theology page that just throws up questions, just as you said it. And, um, you know, I think they're honest questions. I try to mix in you know, philosophy, science, and, you know, just try to take a sound hermeneutical approach to interpreting the text um, and also applying the text correctly, which I think, you know, that's what we're going to attempt to do in these type of discussions, you know. So I'm all about just interpreting the text um, correctly and applying it correctly and honestly. Very good. So you can kind of tell Eli is all about, questions and trying to think for the truth we got a lot of comment on that and so this is the question that I presented to Eli um, let me read it real quick okay, pull it up alright so this was the this was the mass message text that I sent out to like I said a whole host of people brothers like Eli and even I even have an apostate that I asked this question to, and atheists, and everybody, I, wanted, I wanted to hear their answers. And this is the question, and I put, uh, and this is about steroids. Now, real quick history about myself. I'm a competitive powerlifter. I've been a competitive powerlifter for about 15 years. I compete in the uh, USPA Federation, that's United States Powerlifting Association, out of about 300,000 all-time lifters in the world, the history of the world, all age groups and weight classes. I'm top 500 in drug-tested powerlifting. And I'm also a referee for USPA. Wow. You can check out my lifts and everything else on openpowerlifting.org, where it has a list of all the athletes that's ever lifted. So this is obviously me being a, a drug-tested athlete. This is obviously something that's always been on my mind, and that's steroids and how steroids play in the Christian church. And like how Eli likes to uh, dive into questions, what really got me into this, there's not really a lot on this. And, you know, like I, I, I asked them, so I even asked some Roman Catholic brothers and sisters these questions and their answers. They don't really have an answer. I asked them about, has there been any councils? You know how Catholics are about their councils. I guess they're a statement from their church. They don't have one. There's not an overall Protestant stance on this. I'm a Protestant. There's not an overall stance 
from the Protestants, from the Baptist or from the Methodist. There's not a, a, a sound stance. So I just got curious. I wanted to know what people thought about this. And, and being in sports my entire life, I've been in rooms with people who have lifted weights or played football who honor God and also take steroids. And I wondered if that was a contradiction and, or if that was something sinful. So here's a question. I just, I just wanted to tell our audience, Eli, why I was, you know, I'm pushing towards trying to figure this question out. And uh, here's the four questions again. So let me, I didn't mean to go down a rabbit hole, but here's the four oh, questions. No, no, not at all. Do you think it is sinful for a Christian to take steroids if he, she is in a competition which allows it and why? Question two, do you think it is sinful if a Christian takes steroids for a medical condition and why? Question three, do you think it is sinful for a Christian to take steroids if the law of the land was not against it and why? And do you think it is sinful for a Christian to take steroids if he, she is improving their performance and living glory to Christ and why? And um, Eli, I'm going let, to let you answer those here in a second. I know that we uh, had some good discussions about it through some messages, some text messages, but getting to talk to you about it is, you know, obviously what we want here. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I sent off this question and I just uploaded my video on YouTube. Um, and I, I talked about how we're going to do this podcast today. So if you're, if you're coming to my podcast today from, to listen to, or excuse me, if you're coming to my podcast today after listening to my video on YouTube, because I mentioned our podcast, this is it. This is the brother Eli that I was mentioning. Um, I will say, Eli, I majority of the questions that I asked, or excuse me, the majority of the people that I asked this question that were Christian did not give any type of biblical or scriptural response. Um, I know me and you both value only what the scripture says as you even you stated and how you introduced yourself it's what the scripture says and in interpreting it that's what matters and i was very disappointed with um the christians that i asked it was all subjective it was feelings it was um anecdotal evidence it, was, it seemed like copy and paste and they seemed not to really care about it they 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 denigrated bodybuilding. They didn't think you could honor God through that type of thing. And I don't, I'm jumping ahead because I'm going to share share some stuff later with you about that. But um, I wanted to uh, tell you what I thought about how I can justify, even though I'm in that. Remember, this is coming from a guy who's been drug free. I've never shot a steroid in my life. Okay. So this is who I am. All right. This is coming from a guy who has no... I'm not I'm not defending steroids, but I but I have to stand by what scripture says. And after reading certain verses, like I want to go over this one with you. Okay, so for instance, Ezekiel 47, 12, and on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month. Because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for healing. So I believe what we have here is a scripture about a natural, um, sometimes something natural like leaves, something comes from nature for use for medicine or for healing. What is your, what's your interpretation of that? Can you, can you repeat the question again? 
Okay. All right, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm talking too much. Let's apply it. Oh no 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 you're not. I just I just needed to be like you know restate it so that way I could process. I got you. I got you. So let's I, let's let's do the first question then. How about okay. that? Sure. All right. All right. All right. I'll I'll shut my big mouth and listen to you. Do you think it is sinful for a Christian to take steroids if he she is in a competition which allows it? Um, well, the answer to that, I mean, you'd have to look at the text and say, is there any written evidence or anything that has a propositional statement against this sinful activity? So, for example, if I were to say I'm going to go commit adultery, well, I have a written proposition in the text in the New Testament that says adultery is sin. You have it in the Old Testament as well. You know, things of that nature. But there's nothing, uh, Brother John, in the text that states that that is a sin. So you, 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 I remember you made the statement that when you've discussed this with other Christians, that they did not give a biblical answer. Well, the reason why is because this topic that we're having is nowhere stated in any of the uh, books of the Bible. So this is a philosophical discussion that is integrated with ethics and morals that we have today. But the problem is that we get our ethics and morals from the New Testament, that we as Christians, I mean. We as Christians, we get it from the text, but there's nothing in the text that specifically states the usage of steroids. Now, this could be good or bad. It could be good, Brother John, because therefore it's not simple. Jesus never talked about it. The apostles never mentioned it. Um, so therefore, how can you impute sin when there is no codified law against it? That would be like, you know, getting arrested, Brother John. I know that you're in law enforcement. That'd be like getting arrested and there's no written law against the crime that you've done in the law of the land, right? It would, there would be no imputation. Probably start a reform, maybe create a law when things like that happen in history. But um, I think that that can go both ways because now you have, you've opened up, uh, not you, but anybody who, who will take that approach of, well, hey, there's no uh, you know, imputation of this sin because there's nothing written in the text. You need sola scriptura. You need a, a written proposition in the Bible to establish a sound doctrine. A sound doctrine always has written word. A sound doctrine has something that's written in the text. And so there is no uh, specific written proposition that goes against this sin. So that could go good for those proponents uh, who want to take steroids and who are even doing um, a competition. Now, I I'm sure, Brother John, you've heard uh, critics, Christians, who are uh, critiquing those who are even participating in this activity, correct? Yes. Okay, so for aesthetics. Now, one can make the strong argument and say, well, where do you see the apostles or Jesus or any Christian in the book of Acts or anywhere in the New Testament uh, engaging with the Greeks and competing for bodily aesthetics or participating in the Olympic Games, uh, which their culture was so infused with, and you don't, you see, so they can say the same thing. Look, there's nothing written in it. So therefore, why should you practice it? You should only practice what is written in the scripture. And that right there is a strong argument. Now you have other people who want to say, what about medical marijuana? Hey, it's for medical usage too, just like steroid. What if it's for, you know, uh, to benefit your health, to make your physical body more, uh, you know, salubrious, I guess you can say. So now, you know, the, uh, those, they could also make that strong argument. Where is it in the scripture that says you cannot smoke weed? 
God, and he'll even make a horrible inference and eisegesis, not an exegesis, and say, look, he gave, you know, man, the seed of the ground, he can do whatever he wants, you know, say something along that nature in Genesis. You go, well, you didn't see, uh, you know, Adam, you know, smoking anything. And so that approach to the text of not adding and taking away, I think is crucial to interpreting and applying uh, the text to the usage of steroids and being fair, being fair coherently with everybody who wants to use that same hermeneutic or that same, you know, approach to the text, I guess you can say. All right. So this is why I think that we can come to maybe some I agree and disagree with some of what she said, and this is what this is what I think in here. So when you read, okay, so when you read Ezekiel, um, and you read First Timothy, whenever the scripture tells someone to take some type of medicine, it's always a natural herb, or it's always a natural substance. Like in Ezekiel, it uses the leaves, or when Paul tells them to um, tells Timothy to drink um, wine for his stomach ailments, or when uh, Solomon tells someone when they're dying on their deathbed in Proverbs that they can have a strong drink to help them with their pain. So, and so what I'm trying to get at is, is like, say for instance, testosterone. Testosterone is also a natural hormone. Now, DECA and Winstrol and, and um, all these other designer steroids are not a natural hormone. Testosterone is a natural hormone. So say for instance, if someone has a um, cancer or they have HIV or they have um, immune deficiency orders with low testosterone, or they have Alzheimer's. Testosterone is something that improves all these things. So what I'm trying to make is I'm trying to make application to how leaves and wine, which is a natural element, is, is being applied in the scripture, how you can, uh, you can possibly, and I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it right now. Well, I don't, think possibly, it's, I don't think it's sinful for medical... Uh, you know, usage at all for medicine. Right. I, don't, I don't think medicine. To answer the question, number no, I don't think it's simple. So to answer okay. question number one, I don't think it's simple. No, I don't think okay. that it's simple for a Christian to go and compete for even aesthetic reasons or uh, taking steroids. And the reason why is because there's nothing in the text. Well, so, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. I'd the reason, fall, and, and, I, and I'm with fall you. on that than to take the opposite side. I think falling on that, but then. Somebody could say, "Well, look at certain sins that we do are not specific in the text, neither," and then that could big that could open a big can of worms as well. I'm just very careful on misapplying the text because the text doesn't talk about this. I mean, it's really that simple and that profound. So it's in the world of inference. It's what, not in the world of it can't. It's not in the world of well, look at right here. It's a sound doctrine. That well, what do you what do you think about when Paul tells you to not engage with sorcery, which the Greek word is pharmakia, where we get the word pharmacy from, and he says that to not engage in that type of stuff, but he does mm -hmm. not apply that same word to any of the natural elements like wine or leaves that the scripture talks about. Well, because they, the law was still in effect during that time, before AD 70, before the destruction of Jerusalem. They were in a transitional period. So what are you saying? Well, I, I would say that I, I don't, well, first and foremost, I'm not a linguistic scholar. So I don't know what source, or maybe there's a prominent scholar that makes this argument that you should not partake. And then, you know, someone's going to say, well, Luke was a physician. And in what way was Luke a, a physician? Right. You know, alterations of, 
you know, the physical elements of the earth with, you know, man-made things. I don't know. I mean, I've heard of that argument before, but to be honest with you, I'm, I haven't really delved into it to give any type of apologetic on it. Right. You see how, you see how this, this topic can just start spreading and has all these different roots on it. Yeah. And like, and I'm, I'm really, it's really baffled my mind. And, and, and it also brought up another topic, which is what I want to discuss with you was, so we read in Hebrews to follow the law of the land and the respect to governments. But um, but when you also read like in the book of Acts, I believe it's uh, for, I think it's chapter 15. It says that uh, that um, God is the ultimate authority even over man. So like, for instance, you know, if, if the gov- we, we submit to the government, but the government tells us we can't worship Christ, we're still going to worship Christ or we're still going to read our scripture. If the government tries to take our Bibles from us, we're still going to read the scripture. You get what I'm saying? So we don't we don't submit to the government. You agree with me on that point, correct? Um, yeah, like if it violates the Christian ethic. Yeah, that's I correct. Agree. Yeah, right. Correct. OK, so. What I'm trying to get at is that. If. Eli, I just I'm, I'm what I'm trying to get. At is, so if the government says that taking steroids is against the law then does that make it a sin because it's a schedule three felony drug so uh, yeah it, does that does so that's what i'm saying does the government have the power to determine what is what is a sin or not or what is illegal or not because there's obviously limits to what the government can do even scripturally we know that Sorry about that. And if y'all hear my phone going off whenever we're recording, sorry, it's just uh, notifications. So go ahead, Eli. Um, this opens up a big can of worms because yes, we, yes, we know that we know that the apostles did not mean nor desire for their letters to be infused or merged with government. Right. Um, I do believe in following the law of the land. And so, therefore, if you want my personal inference, which is all that anybody can give you, is right. just their their opinion. That's it. This is all this this is all opinionated because there's nothing in the Bible that specifically addresses this. And for us to pull passages of Scripture to try to infer, make an inference that the uses of steroids or whatever have you is a sin, well, I would say, okay, then identify it, book, chapter, and verse that speaks of this sin specifically. Jesus, would it, does he talk, touch on this? The answer is no. Honest answer is no. Does Paul talk about the usage of steroids at all? The answer is no. Therefore, it's case closed. You can't, you won't even, it's, it's, there's nothing written. There's no imputation of that sin. So when we say sin, well, we need written word to identify. What, so we go to the law of Moses, specifically identifies 613 laws, and it lists various types of sins. I mean, Galatians 5 right lists the works of the flesh here are some sins right here doesn't state anything about the usage of steroids and i think that's very important because it's then it's all just in the world of subjectivity it's all it is it's just opinionated it's just inferential so i believe that yeah it would be illegal to take steroids and i would be yeah it'd be unethical um according to the law of the land but then again you know if if somebody wants to make a, a an argument for a democracy, like you have the right to do what you want with your own body, you know, getting a tattoo or whatever have you, some could say that's a sin. Um, you know, a certain hairstyle, certain clothes you may wear, Christians will say that's a sin. 
you know, so at what point does it become legalistic? At what point does now, does the church override, uh, you know, the lack of written word to make dogmas, to create more separations? You know, that's where I see it, uh, in my opinion. What, what, one of the reasons why it brings such caution to me, though, is, is that throughout the scripture, the Bible does tell us how we're supposed to treat our body. Everything from how you even you can't even look at a woman lustfully with your eyes. Uh, you know, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, what you put in it. I mean, the strict eating codes that we had in the Old Testament. Right. But, uh, what, just, right, but what if what if let me play the devil's advocate? Let me say let me be the one who is a Christian, but wants to take steroids and, you know, for aesthetic person, purposes, get into, into competitions. He says, well, look, if I'm sinning, if I'm if I'm sinning against Christ against my salvation where in the new testament does it show, show where i'm standing what and i would I say what i would say is, is what i would say is is that you can whenever the scripture talks about using something for your body through some type of pain or ailment or to improve something like a stomach bug or for healing it always uses natural substances like wine or leaves etc and testosterone is a natural substance. Paul warns against mm -hmm. using um, pharmacia substances. Now, I am not a Greek scholar, but I am a Greek student. And you brought up an interesting point about Luke being a physician. But I would say that he was a physician, just like Matthew was a fisherman and et cetera. And Paul was a uh, persecutor of the church. So I don't know if that's what he ended at as. So that might've been something he repented on, but that's just speculation because that's not stated in the scripture. But, what, but my main point though is, and, and again, I could be wrong and I accept if I'm wrong. And I, if I'm wrong, I want to be corrected. Just whenever it shows anybody improving their bodies, it's always something natural. So that's why I would lean towards testosterone being being biblically used if it's to ail, to increase or to help an ailment or some type of medical condition just like all the other examples in the old and new testament yeah i mean yeah i, I would agree with that i would me personally i would agree with that yeah <laughs> all right so all right so we got we we met some common ground there and eli like i said this is this is definitely this is complex um hey brother it is Okay, so we kind of answered that one. Do you think it's simple for a Christian to take steroids for a medical condition? Why? So we pretty much answered that one. We kind yes. of hit first and second. All right, so the third one is, is uh, do you think it's sinful for a Christian to take steroids? Now, here's what we're going to get back to. If the law of the land wasn't against it. So let's pretend so – we, so we agree now that testosterone – the scripture might support the use of testosterone. We, we kind of agree on that. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it could be warranted that it wouldn't violate Christian ethic if we did it for medical purposes. Right. Okay. Yes. So, and, 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 and I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you because testosterone is a natural um, yes. hormone, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Just like the lease and the wine. Okay. So let's go to something that's not natural. Like Deca and Winstraw, and um, even HGH, which your body does produce, but it stops producing at a right. certain age. So let's say Deca and Winstraw. 
would that be a sin? Because all the examples that we agree on are a natural hormone or leaves or wine. Would that be a sin if the law of the land wasn't against it? And why? What do you think? Well, I'm I'm pulled between two. Okay, because as we know, there's there's no Bible for this question. So I'm pulled between two. I would say no. Me personally, I would say, well, no, because the Bible doesn't mention it. So how could I impute a sin that God didn't write in his word? I think that's dangerous. That's what the Catholic Church did throughout all of church history. They make things that are sins that are not written in God's word. Yeah. It's that basic. It's that profound. But then there's another side that states, well, we should follow the lifestyle of Christ and the apostles. And we should follow what is written. And it's that simple and that profound. And we go, well, there's nowhere written where they engaged in these things. So then why should I be engaged in something that there's no written evidence of this being a part of their lifestyle? So therefore toss it out, which is what Christians are going to come and say. They're going to come and say, this is to, to do that for what? For aesthetic purposes, to make your, uh, you know, to be, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, one could even say that it's vain um, because that's something that the Gentiles did. That was a Greek culture. That's something the Jews didn't do. And, you know, we know that Jesus was born a Jew, uh, born under the law to redeem those under the law. Um, all the apostles were Jews. So they didn't partake of this Greek culture of physical aesthetics, as far as my knowledge is concerned. Now, I do know that in the intertestamental period, uh, many Israelites became paganized or read the book of Maccabees, and they adopted those Greek cultures. But we don't see Jesus lifting weights and doing those things. And that's that's where Christians say, no, we should be praying. We should be fasting ourselves skinny. The coming of the Lord, if you're a futurist, uh, and you believe in dispensationalism or whatever have you. The coming of the Lord is happening soon. We ought to go out every single day like John Wesley did, like all these preachers. Just We need to give every hour of every day to save souls from hell what are we doing wasting time you know what i mean some people have that which how can somebody rebuke that approach to their christian lifestyle because that's how the apostles lived. they lived every single day self-sacrificing they lived every single day carrying that cross being stoned and shipwrecked for dead so that to me is a strong argument against against that so i try to take things uh, fairly with both sides but no i don't think it's sinful no go ahead have, have that it's a democracy you have freedom there's nothing written in the text i don't believe it's a sin that's going to take you to hell as long as you're not you know committing adultery or fornicating or you're not doing something that violates galatians 5 and then i think that you'll be okay that's, that's my personal opinion but right, what I do you think yeah. i'm sorry oh no that's it what do you think about paul when he, uh, because that's what made another reason why I dove into this is because of Paul. Paul's like, you know, a stud to me, like his just his conversion, everything. I love Paul. Okay. And yeah, you brought up how he was around the Greek culture. And I think that's why he uses some of the language that he uses. And he does apply some type of, it seems like he did grow up around sports. And he, and he, and what do you think about when he says, like, in First Timothy, for while bodily training is of some value, God is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So it would seem, it doesn't say 
for bodybuilding and powerlifting and strongman is of some value, but it does say bodily training. And so I, and he does say it's of some value. So I think that that is a, a verse that can, could support waning and, and keeping the body up. And like, for instance, um, where is it here? Um, he, he uses the analogy of in first Corinthians and nine, he uses the analogy of our life and our walk to, with Christ to a runner running a race. And it says, do you not know that? And he obviously saw um, races and things that happened in Colosseums that he was privileged to because of his high status before when he was Saul before Paul. And it says, do you know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I dis, uh, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Least after preaching to others, I myself would be disqualified. So what do you think about those two verses? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, of course, the, the, the culture was all around them. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know if this was like, I don't know if this is to support physical exercise, which, number one, I do support physical exercise. Right. I mean, I, I want to believe it's in Second John or Third John. It uh, states that I pray that you uh, prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers, you know. Um, so, you know, here's John praying uh, that someone be in health. Um, I mean, you look at the physical body and the benefits that it does to it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not against that. But what I'm I think that it, I could hear the other side of Christian stating that it shouldn't be done for vanity or shouldn't be done for something that goes right. on the sense of modesty. Um, or it shouldn't be done like excessive. Let me see. They might try to pull something like, um, I don't know, something like in Second Timothy 3, like maybe a lover of pleasure, or maybe they'll try to pull a proverb. But see, all this is all just inferential, you know. But right. one, thing, one thing we do know, uh, and therefore, because it's influential, we shouldn't be dogmatic about it. You know, so that's how I look at it. That's why I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's not going to like want. cause me to not you know, sit at this worship with a, you know, a fellow brother or sister. It's not gonna, uh, I'm not yeah. gonna be like, Oh, you're an apostate or I'm not, it's, it's, I'm definitely not there. Um, I just found it interesting because like I said, I've, I've been around athletes my entire life and, and I've been around Christians. I mean, true Christians that love the Lord, really, truly love the Lord. And they take steroids and it's not for, cancer or hiv or anything like that and and i've wrestled with what you said eli like literally there's not a verse chapter and verse because we both we both bend the knee to solo scriptura right and there's not a verse where you can look it up where it says thou shall not take steroids okay right. so but i mean the bible does says does say to use wisdom and knowledge so i have looked up like i said i looked up all the verses about medicine and that all seem to be only natural examples. And like I said, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I am a Greek student in the word pharmakia. And that means sorcery. And that's where we get the word pharmacy from. Paul says, don't do that. So there seems to be a differential between the two. 
And who knew the, who knew the Old Testament better than Paul? So it's like, so I asked, so I asked the bodybuilding to me, that's a good question. Is it biblical then? I mean, there's not a Bible or verse that does say that, but is it for vanity reasons? Can you really truly, and I love bodybuilding, but see, now you've thrown a wrench at me with what you just said. Is it biblical? Like would, would God support bodybuilding? Because it, as from an outsider glance, it's a guy in swim trunks that's just barely covering his private parts. And then it's a woman in a bikini that's barely covering her private parts. And they're getting their bodies to look a certain way. Now, and they're, and they're showing. I do know whenever I look at bodybuilding, that's, that's correct. Right. That's correct. Show, but I do, where, but I do know that whenever I look at. I'm going to say that's bad. I, I agree. I agree. I can, I can, I can at least reason with that. You understand? Even, and that's the first time I've actually thought of, thought of that way. Instead, well, why, why, brother John? Why, why would you give reason to that? Knowing that, well, it's nothing in the Bible that right it is a sin. So why would you give reason to that? Okay, because the Bible does tell us to be to be modest. Now. And, but then it's a cultural thing. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I have switched positions. I'm just saying that you challenged me a little bit. I know you're playing some devil's advocate, and that's why I like talking to you because you're smart. But that's, no, I would I'm say just, this. I'm just, I'm, the devil's advocate's already in my mind. I'm just saying what this. No, I got you. <laughs> no, I no, no. And this is and again, Eli. This is why, you know, I've, I got you on my podcast the second time, and just for y'all. That's listening. If you go back in my library, we tried this before and it, we it didn't work out. It only recorded segments. So if you see us talking before, it was a great conversation. And too bad you can't listen to all of it. So I apologize. So back to this, um, I do know that though, like me in my heart, I can literally look on Judgment Day, and I could say if I look at a man doing bodybuilding or a woman doing bikini competition. I don't look at it sexually. I can honestly say that in my heart. Like um, I can look at it and be like, because of my, my experience with, I know powerlifting is not the same as bodybuilding and body sculpting, but I understand the language of training. I understand the language of uh, the dedication and commitment sacrifice. Sure, of course. Right. So what I, if I, I mean, honestly, I would rather look at, and I'm a, I mean, as and you and I both know, and as, as the Lord knows, I'm as heterosexual as they come. There ain't <laughs> a gay, there's not a gay but bone in my body, but I would yeah. rather look at the men. You get me? I would yes. rather look at yes. the men compete. Because right. it's for inspiration. It's That's for, right. If, I, right. If, this, if this man could do it, he, so can I, because he's human just like me. I have no, yeah, I get it. That's I, correct. That's yeah. correct. Like I was in front of Arnold, and if you watch my YouTube video, I was in front of I was in the presence of Arnold Schwarzenegger the entire night, like for twenty minutes at a time. I was That's backstage cool. with him. So cool. Yeah, like you know, and he's like one of my you know guys I grew up watching. My dad sure. introduced me to, and like I would rather look at Arnold in his prime than I would rather look at anybody. That's, that's besides that. my wife because i know my wife's gonna listen to this. i love <laughs> you I, I love you rachel no but you get what i'm saying so but but other guys i know and i know the i know paul does warn that if some people struggle with some things and some people don't struggle with it that we all have a different walk correct mm -hmm. so i do know that some guys though might go to one of those shows and skip 
the guys competing and get a front row seat with binoculars and be a pervert as the girls are up there competing. Okay. And I know, and, and I would say to a Christian that has that problem with like pornography or with sexual immorality or sexual wandering eyes to not go to that show. Well, brother John, let me ask you, what does it do for the person who is competing? So like, let's say there's this guy, I know that, you know, let's say it's for aesthetics, you know, and yeah. could it be tempting to the person who is improving themselves physically to make themselves more sexually? Because that is what the result is. The result of bodybuilding will result in a more sexual attraction to the opposite sex. I mean, it's just science. It's the way God made it to be. Right. Right. So, and if just it's their primal instinct for a woman to see if a man is more muscular, that they be. And what I'm trying to say is, this is where Christians could even say, you know what? When I started working out and I started getting into fitness, that's when I started falling into sin, because now I gave more time, imbalanced time with prayer, reading the Word, or something. Especially when teenagers, you know, even those who are born in church and youth groups and they've been hearing the Bible, you know. Uh, they can start getting more sensual. What would you say in response to that? Would that be, could, could working out and being dedicated to fitness open up a door for, you know, demonic influence to increase sensuality? Let's say if you're working out in a public gym. Yeah, see, I, I, I think right. it can. And, and I think that's why Paul and, and um, first Timothy, and we're going over that verse again, why he says, why for bodily training is of some value, He's saying that it's of some value. I think if if you if you make it your complete value, then yeah, then you're then you have dived into vanity. I, I've also seen stories, Eli, where Christians have had low self esteem or struggled with weight. Very and, wow, right? Yes. And they get fit, and then their their relationship with God improves. Yes, just so overall, it, and with man, which is commanded. In the, in that's the correct time, right you know that's to correct. have relation good relationships with your fellow man that's correct to love yourself you know it does state that love your neighbor as you love your own self which you often hear preachers preach often so right know. like my wife and and rachel sorry i'm gonna talk about you again like my wife my wife did a my body my, my wife has done a body transformation three times okay she was about 180 pounds and she got down to 130 and she competed then we've had a baby two times and, and uh, with two children with her. And now and she's changed her body each time and gotten back down a significant amount of weight. And I have to be completely honest with you. She is a completely different person whenever she when her body is feels clean. It feels healthy. It feels strong. Yes. Yes. It feels motivated. Like she she just acts different. And it, it makes her feel more confident. So. I'm not saying that your conf your confidence in God should rely on how you look. I'm just saying it's a it's one of the tools you have. I, I agree 100 percent, especially the science that backs it up. You right. Know, you, right. You, I, you can't ignore it. You know, the neurological effects that it has, the overall health. And I think, you know, to really conclude it, uh, to this com complex philosophical theological discussion is it's real simple now i think that you and i could agree that the new testament the new testament does cannot be applied specifically to the use of steroids 
or competition or working out. I agree. There we go. I, I mean, I it's just that simple. It's just, and it's like we're in the world of subjectivity. I don't think that people should be so dogmatic. Live the life, live your life how you want to live your life. Live your Christian life the way you want to live it until you find a written passage that you could apply. Then just, just bow, bow the knee to the fact that, hey, the New Testament, Jesus, the apostles, they didn't talk about this. So it's, we shouldn't override it, maybe dogmatic about it. Just live your life how you want to live it. I think there's a lot of truth to that because it can get you down rabbit holes, as you mentioned before, and it can lead you down some dangerous um, beliefs that are not biblical. And I, I mean, like I said, I, I do think that there is some scripture to back up the stance that we agree on as far as taking natural remedies and testosterone, which is natural, but there's not a definitive scripture that says don't take steroids. I mean, it's just not I mean, the closest things. I think we've probably stretched these verses as far as we can stretch them to be honest. Right. So, so what should we do? Should we form a council and make a dogma to the church? Should we start a movement? Should we you know, write a book? Yeah, you know I mean? this is this is how councils start. You know, then, I know, I know. Well, let me, well let, let me ask you: What about those in, in authority? What about pastors and leaders um, who feel that like they have an obligation to lead and guide the sheep? You know, to and, and to minister to their lives so they could optimize their walk with God. They could receive the blessings of it because. That's the job of the pastor, to our understanding, right? So, well, what, what, what got what me really this, uh, another what if, reason? What if pastors are bickering. See, then pastors start all oh, that. Uh, but I mean, I, I think that iron sharpening iron is good because we've had uh, some disagreement, even amongst me and you. But iron is supposed to sharpen iron. Brothers are supposed to sharpen each other. That's what we're supposed to. And I do believe that God does leave some things for internal discussion amongst His amongst the body because it's good we're talking about him we're engaging in an intellectual conversation about him and he says to worship me with it, your mind your your heart and your mind and right. that's what we're doing so i think just like in a relationship god likes to be chased after to a certain degree i mean that's why i think that scripture always uses the analogy that we're the bride and he's the bride's groom and, and you know, that you're my wife and you're married to me. And just like if you were married to, to a woman, she's going to want some type of yearn for her. I think God likes these types of conversations. And as the scripture says, Eli, or two or more are gathered, I'm with you. So that's what's happening right now. Me and you are having a church in essence. We're having a church service. We're discussing, right. We're, we're discussing well, the scripture guess, and God amongst. I guess I'm saying is, Okay, so now what does it lead to? What's the fruit of this? You know. All right. So what what, ha what happens what, now? Do we do we do we have to? Should we get this message out for every yes, person? And yes. Yes. And then it winds up. And then, it, but what's what's the what's the proposition now? Here, here's what my biggest worrisome is: is that there's a hole, and what got me fired up about that that group chat is that the guy basically made it seem to me that it was a silly question and already had a conclusion and didn't back it up with anything. And here's why I felt why I felt why I got underneath my skin so much is that you have a whole culture, a group of people. The Bible tells for us to go make disciples of all nations. That means everyone, right? Everyone. And there's a group, there's a growing group of people, especially because of Instagram and Facebook 
of people, of this culture, of this bodybuilding, this fitness, this CrossFit, this strongman, this powerlifting, this weightlifting, this group, this niche of people. And they are just running wild and they're completely diving into drug abuse and vanity and they're going down the wrong path. And there's not a Christian voice in there to help them with it. Like I, I almost see it like a prisoners in a prison. Like there's not, there's no one in there to, to, to help them through it. And the Christian, the church has been quiet on this. I understand the, the, the obstacles we have because there's not a definitive scripture that says it, but I also doesn't think that doesn't mean we don't address it the best way we can and try to be as scripturally as possible and apply the scripture that we do know to it. And that's, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, let me ask you, should, should we appeal to the fivefold ministry for this question? What'd you say? Should we appeal to the fivefold ministry to, for this question? I don't know. What? I don't. I, I don't do you know. Think, do you think it would be wise? Let's say if we did the fivefold ministry, should we take this to where's the? Where, my question is then where's the prophet to guide us in this day and age? The prophet. Uh, you know, yeah, we're, well, that's part of the fivefold ministry. You have the apostles, prophets, you have the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers. Right. So, so whatever congregation that we fellowship with, whatever denomination you're in, where is, we know who the pastor is. That's one out of the five. Okay. So should we go to the pastors with this? Should we go to leadership? And then where is the prophet to guide us in these uh, questions? That I mean, look, you and I, agreed that working out and 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 you know improving physical fitness is good but then it could it could possibly lead let's say even a young person to be more you know vanity whatever ways more in the the fleshly life carnal life i guess what the christian would say so where's the prophet to guide us where's the apostle where's the teacher where's the evangelist i mean it this is this should be something that leadership should discuss um, and I just don't know if it'll ever, the reason why I bring it up is I don't know if it'll ever be quote, I don't know if it'll ever be something that, that will be substantial, like a, a universal agreement. It's just going to just be, it is what it is. Probably grow, probably lessen. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably right on the outcome. It just, I just don't. It just uh, my heart reached out for him. And when I saw all the people at the Arnold and I saw all these people um, worried about how they looked so um, and, and would do anything they could do to make themselves look a certain way. I just thought to myself, what how awesome would it be if these people were converted and or, or you know, assuming that they weren't and that they would put this much time and effort into their into their walk with God? Like instead of spending all their money on DECA and Winstraw and steroids and testosterone because they don't have a medical condition, why don't they spend that money on, you know, maybe um, uh, helping someone with something or, or, or uh, helping a church get, get off their feet or um, evangelizing or, or learning Greek or whatever, but getting a new <laughs> Bible. You know what I mean? I'm being just uh, investing the money. Into Wait, their, so into are their we, so are we, are we, okay, so is it the usage of their money? 
is it an unethical monetary is management? Is what we're critiquing? I would no. Well I would say it? no. I would say it's the usage of their time. Okay, right. So that's what we're critiquing that they should be dedicating their time to things that are more kingdom minded. Right, and remember, this is coming from a guy who powerlifts. Sure, I understand. I understand. That's why it's like it's it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, I understand. Um, so, and I'm nobody special, Eli. So what I'm saying is, if I could do it, then why can't they? What if? Okay. What if they say, "Well, I do." What if they say, "I do"? Well, I, I guess that's between. Stuff? I guess that's between them and God. Right. That's what I'm saying. What if they say, "Well, I do"? I go to. I I pray every day. I read the scripture every day. I I I follow the both of the. You know, important commandments, loving your God with all of your might, heart, soul, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. I think I'm okay. What, what they say, I've committed what, a crime or a felony. What I'm seeing though is on, on especially on social media, is the culture of this, of this, uh, of body, the fitness industry, right? They like there's memes about joking about taking steroids, and there's memes about um, lifting f- because you have problems. And I'm all about relieving stress in the gym, but we're, we want to talk about biblically that the scripture does say to turn to God for through emotional problems. So they're turning right. to other means. So that's what I'm saying. It seems like it's gotten out of control. And I feel like the reason why it's gotten out of control is because there's not much of a Christian voice in there. And I'll give you a real good example that there is something that the church is very silent on. When's the last time you went to a Sunday service and they talked about pornography? Now, we do know the scripture does support to not look at another woman lustfully with your eyes. And we do know that pornography is the most consumed thing on the Internet. Yeah, I've looked at it. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast has looked at it before in their life. And it's something that all Christians or not all, but a, a lot of male Christians struggle with. And it is not talked about. In the church, when there is biblical verses that specifically say not to lust at anyone besides your wife. So that's what I'm saying. It's like there seems to be a disconnect of the church getting involved in this. And I see it on a path like the pornography is not being addressed. Now, my church has addressed it a few times. But. That is very rare because I have spoken to majority of Christians that go to different churches and they say the same thing that their church never talks about. It. It's not brought up in youth group. Why is it not brought up in youth group? When you know 13, 14 year old boys are looking at it. But you know, brother, that's, you know, I've been hearing pornography my whole life in my culture church. <laughs> you know, it depends. I mean, are we take are we taking a poll here? You know what I mean? Do we have a statistic? You know what I mean? On how often do youth groups talk about pornography? Throughout every denomination, I, I don't have a I don't have a poll. I mean, this I mean, if you type in YouTube, people are getting you know a lot of uh, information about pornography and everything. You know, even pulling up the Greek and all. I mean, it's out there. But I, mean, I hear what you're saying. You know, I just I think there needs. Do to you be think do you think it's addressed as much as it should be addressed? Um, you know, I I have no clue. You know, there's so many things that needs to be addressed. That's one. I guess it's one of them. You know, uh, there's a lot of doctrines that denominations preach that I feel need to be reformed. You know, I mean, I, I've 
Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, but I mean, if somebody's supposed to be addressing it by the spirit of the Lord, you know, that's what pastors usually preach, what God gave them. You know, um, it's all going to be those who have voices and influence, in my opinion. So. All right. Well, but yeah, you know, but, uh, brother John, I don't believe I disagree with you on anything uh, with yeah. all the questions. Number one, yeah. two, three, four. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's a sin. I think that we got to be careful on you know being legalistic, um, and not you know crossing our boundaries. You know what I mean? Our jurisdiction, I guess, if you will. You know what I mean? For as, sure. As, as teachers of God's word, we can only teach what's written, and teachers are going to face a stronger judgment. So that's why I think we have to be very careful. And the, the honest truth is, well, hey, listen, it's subjective. And we could just say, as for me and my house, I'm going to do this approach. But like you said, I don't think it should, uh, you know, separate someone and their love for them as a human being, as a brother. No, of course not. No, right. of course not. No, no, this is not something that that should divide the church. I just... Well, I, I saw mean, it. Well, so, somebody could come and say, "Well, hey, listen, you know, it's also important is birth control. What about that? You know, so many they have. There are so many practices that we do in the 21st century that the apostles did not do, that Christians did not do in that ancient world. And so, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make that ancient time or that text apply to the ethics and the morals that we have today in the 21st century, right?" Uh, and then you have a conflict even there, too, because, well, the ethics and morals and the law of Moses are now unethical to Christians. Like, you know, if a, you know, if a son or daughter curses their parents, go out and stone that son and daughter right there. If you're picking up sticks on the Sabbath, get stoned to death. We we would say, oh, no, that's unethical. So you're, we're trying to take the, the, the Bible and trying to integrate it with today's contemporary ethics. And that is where that's the 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 root of the friction that's the root of why this is a, a complex subject it is it's hard to delineate that with today modern society modern ethics well <laughs> so it's like everyone's opinion is just as good as so what should we do do we should we form a council should we take a majority vote to will all christians vote now this is a democracy now we're going to establish what's the law, what's rule, you know what I'm saying, because of majority rules. I, I think what you just said a second ago is probably a good way to to to, to, to finish it would be, you know, there's not scripture that definitively says don't take this or don't take steroids. But as for me and my house, yeah, I, I will not. And I would also tell a Christian that now when I read the scripture, what is applied for medicine is always a natural substance. So yeah. I would, and then with the, and then with the word pharmacia, and I would bring that up. But as far as uh, like for medical use or anything, I would not see any issue with it. Um, I do think that even for uh, like if you took it for vanity reasons, it could definitely lead you to down a wrong path, and you got to use it with wisdom and knowledge. And it's it's a complicated subject for sure. It is, it is, and then what makes it complicated is you rightfully said there's not a definitive scripture. I'm just basically using um, circumstantial scripture to support my position. And that can be dangerous, and you're correct. So, yeah. Thank you for warping my mind, Eli. <laughs> hey, thank you for, you know, exchanging <laughs> thoughts, ideas as well, you know. 
All right. Yeah, you know, I've, I, you know, I've thought about it too. I ponder it. I try to look at it at all different angles, and at the end of the day, you just go, "Well, now that we looked at it, at there's probably other angles to look at." But I think yeah. that you and I, we covered some some good ones, and yeah, and at the end of the day, it just leaves a stalemate, and it's yeah. these it's these stalemate questions that I go, "Okay, what do I conclude?" You know, what does the jury conclude? You know, in our mind, well, there's well, we can conclude that it's in the world of subjectivity it's subjective that's it it's just it's opinionated and that is the safe that's the safe way in my opinion for both teacher both or new convert whatever walk of life you're at in your christian walk it's in the world of being an opinion that's yeah it. all right all right um eli tell them where they can find you on instagram Theology Discussions, Theology underscore Discussions, and you'll find me there. Y'all check him out. He's got over 5,000 followers. He's always posting questions that can lead down rabbit holes, and he likes to warp people's minds. And I appreciate it, Eli. I appreciate you coming on. You talked to me for an hour, and this is my first episode of Season 2. And, I, again, I want to appreciate you for coming on, and uh, God bless you. God bless you too, Brother John, always. Have a good day. Likewise.